You are listening to the podcast for learning the language of A Course in Miracles so you can understand the meaning, embody the message, and live the teachings as a way of life. Welcome to episode 89 of this podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Jennifer McSween, creator of this podcast, and the Course in Miracles practice coach for taking those who are studying the course from information to application. The topic of this week's episode is Workbook Lesson 38, and the title of this lesson is There is Nothing My Holiness Cannot Do. This is the third in the series of five very important lessons from Lesson 35 to Lesson 40, designed to do the equally most important thing we need to do to keep us from feeling victimized, fearful, and unhappy as we go about our lives in the world. And that is to let go of the perception of ourself as a body and to do so without going into denial in some form. This one misperception is the beginning of or the source of all the seemingly different forms of pain, lack, unhappiness that we see and experience, and whether it's on a personal level or on the level of the world. The purpose of this lesson is to help us realize that it is the misperception of ourselves as a sinful body that is behind all our problems and also behind our perception of the world as the cause of our problems. This lesson also aims to help us understand the idea of holiness, like that of being blessed or a blessing that I shared and talked about in last the previous episode, um, episode 88 and with workbook lesson 37, is that they are not things or holiness is not something that comes from a God that is separate from us, given to us. But it is a characteristic we share with the one mind that is God, the one mind and the one place in which we always are. Now, this is important to understand to help us become aware of the clear distinction between form and content, body and mind, so we can understand the meaning of this lesson's title, There is Nothing My Holiness Cannot Do. This lesson wants us to learn that what matters is content, not form. That what we are, our true nature, is that of the content of the mind, not the form or behavior of our bodies. It wants us to realize that the body that we perceive ourselves to be like everything else, is an idea in the mind. So how we are to look at ourselves is as an idea in the one holy mind that is God, not a sinful body, with a mind that is separate from God. When we look at ourselves from the perspective of being an idea in the one mind that is all there is, we are reminding ourselves of one of the most fundamental premises of the thought system of A Course in Miracles, which states that all that is ever taking place in what we see, encounter, and experience in and as our lives and in the world, including our bodies, is that we are experiencing the ideas in the mind in symbolic forms. Remembering this, 
will have us begin to look at our bodies, the world, our lives, and everything that seems to be taking place in our lives and in the world as one of our nighttime dreams in which the body that you identify as you, along with every other figure or image in the dream, is neither real nor really doing anything. They are all projections of ideas in the subconscious mind coming into the conscious mind or into our consciousness or into our awareness in symbolic forms because nothing that we dream about is actually happening. And that is regardless of what we dream we're doing or having or where we're going or where we go, we never really leave the comfort and the safety of our bed. Looking at our body, the world, our lives, and everything that takes place in our lives and in the world as experiencing the ideas in the mind would help us to look at the world and our lives as having a dream. The analogy that A Course in Miracles uses to describe the world and everything that seems to take place in it. This is a very empowering analogy because it allows us to not take anything personally and not to feel victimized regardless of what occurs and without denying what we're seeing or feeling. Looking at our life and the world as having a dream will keep us from identifying with the body or the figure in the dream, keeping us detached from what is taking place in the dream or in the world or in our lives, so to speak. And this is similar to the way you do when you're having a lucid dream. When, you know, when you're dreaming and you're aware that you're dreaming, you know that nothing that takes place in the dream can affect you personally, so you're not troubled or disturbed regardless of what transpires in the dream. I've had a few lucid dreams in the past, not a lot, I'd say probably about three or four times. And what's interesting about this is that each of those lucid dreams were usually about situations in which I never wanted to find myself in again, <laughs> okay? And it would happen, I'm dreaming and I'm in this situation and I'm starting to feel, you know, the tension and distress and the angst. And then in that moment, it sort of dawns into my consciousness that, you know, you're dreaming, right? And I'm thinking, not here again. And as I'm thinking, okay, okay, this is a dream. And the moment... I become aware that it's a dream, I literally start to relax. And I, there is no more drama, no more trauma, and I just go along with it. And I literally say to myself, you know this is a dream, right? Okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm going to wake up soon and it's going to be okay. I am not here again. And so it's a similar situation. So this lesson's title, stating, there is nothing my holiness cannot do, is to remind you that when you realize that you are not a sinful body. That is, you are not the figure in the dream. The realization is your holiness. That realization is recognizing your holiness. So this lesson's title is therefore not referring to your body's ability to do anything in form, but to bring to your awareness the memory that everything that is seen and done in any form is the projection of an idea in the mind. So when you remember that you are an idea in the mind, 
you will see the world of time and space as a dream. Your body as a figure in it, and you will have the knowing that you, the real you, can never be affected by anything that takes place in it. So there is nothing your holiness, the real you, cannot do simply because there is nothing you have to do. In chapter 8 of the text of A Course in Miracles, it says, I need do nothing. And it refers precisely to this idea. It's not that we shouldn't do anything, but that you do not need to do anything to protect, defend against, or provide for the perception or any perception of attack, pain, lack, or injustice that you perceive in the world. Because nothing that you see or experience is really taking place. It's like having a dream, experiencing the ideas in the mind in symbolic forms. The exercise for this lesson in asking us to look at situations in which we feel a sense of loss or unhappiness or see that in the lives of others and to look at it from the perspective that there is nothing our holiness cannot do is serving as a guide for us in those moments in which we experience separation in any form to remind us that it's because we're looking at ourselves as bodies why we are seeing and experiencing any particular situation in a form of separation. This way, we are reminded that we can choose to look at ourselves from the perspective of oneness or wholeness or holiness. That is, we can choose to look at ourselves as an idea in the mind, as being part of the one unified holy mind that is God. That is all there is. And when we do so, we will naturally experience a sense of oneness and recognize our holiness. We will realize that the only thing we need do in every situation is to remember that there is nothing our holiness cannot do. And in so doing, remember that we are holy. So that's it for this week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Understanding the Language of A Course in Miracles podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or found it helpful, please share it with those you know through whatever means or platform to which you have access. And leave me a review on iTunes. This is the way others hear about it, and they can also listen and perhaps enjoy it and find it helpful. And if you have not yet subscribed, please do so, so you don't miss another episode. Thanks again for listening, and see you on the podcast next Wednesday.